look great. You're doing good. You are fabulous. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the podcast for moms by this mama, keeping it raw, real, and unfiltered every Thursday. Let's get into Christian Mom Uncensored. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode, another week. I have stuff to say I feel like I always say I have so much to talk about in every single episode but I do um and so I just want to start by doing that um first I'm just gonna kind of recap my Memorial Day weekend and then I'm gonna go over some other topics and some other things and so my Memorial Day weekend was really great you all should know that I thrive in the summertime summertime is my time and as much as I love fall Because I always say fall is my favorite season. And I think I say that because I feel like it's like it is. Fall is a beautiful time of year. I love um, the smell of pumpkin spice, like candles. I love boots. I love like a cute little sweater. Like I love all of that. But really summer is my time. I am a liar. Summer is has to be my favorite season. Hands down. I love fall very, very much. But summer you just can do so much even if it's hot out like last weekend it was in the 90s um where we are which I know to some places you're like in the 90s it was 112 I know in other places you're like it's still 60 degrees here but it was in the 90s so it was pretty warm for for Maryland which is where I live and um I I don't know. I still, we still had a good time. The kids played in, so let me tell you guys about this situation though. And this is where like, when it's just issues that, that come with stuff. So we have a shed in our backyard that I've taken pictures of and I love cause I think it's cute. It's a cute little shed. It looks like a little barn. Um, but I think there's a nest of carpenter bees under the shed or in the shed. And so we have a company that comes out every so often and just kind of like treats the area like treats the house um for bugs we don't have any and I guess it works because I have we've never had a like an ant issue a bug issue at all but to keep it that way this company comes and so we had them kind of go and spray around the shed and I think the guy's done it twice but there's still when you look out there eight nine bees buzzing around the shed and so the the problem has been that since the fall there were no bees because we had the same problem last year and a company came out did what like took care of it and it was fine and so that's where my husband keeps the lawnmower and um all this other stuff and we have our water table in there we have one of our blow-up pools in there that i'm not sure if it has a hole or not or like what's going on and um so we've been paying someone to mow our lawn because he is like a push mower and the person we're paying has a riding mower so it's like a lot faster and ethan does have to go in and deal with the bees because he keeps forgetting at night to go into the shed when they're last active and try to get the stuff out. Now, it still makes me nervous, but I want our water table and stuff. And so I did get this really cute little like sprinkler, like splash pad situation from Target in earlier, like when it first became spring, I bought like, well, I had my husband go buy three of those plastic pools and I had him buy them because I think they're great, um, 
you could fill one up with sand and have a sand pit. You can have one as a pool, which is what we've been doing. And we used it as a ball pit for a while. But um, I know those things crack and people end up throwing them away. And it's like a giant plastic thing. We've been doing inflatable pools the last three summers. But, um, and I'm, we're still going to get like a, one of those inflatable pools that has like a little slide and a sprinkler for the kids um, and some stuff. But anyway, um, I, we've been dealing with these B situation. And so we have had this company. Now they're not, they're, they are like a bug prevention company, kind of, so to speak. Like they can come in and spray inside your house. We haven't had to have them do that at all, but usually just have them kind of do like the outside perimeters and then like the shed. And, um, we're thinking about having a beekeeper come and like extract the hive because here's the thing. We don't want to necessarily like, we realize that the bee population in the world is, is low and we don't want to just like kill them because they're inconvenient for us. It's like, Hey bees, we fully support your right to live. Just like maybe not where our kids toys are. And where our mower is like any like and not maybe not around our house Mia's terrified of them um so that's been like a an issue but besides that I had a really great weekend it was my best friend's birthday uh, and we went down to DC and I had a nice weekend I was with one of our best friends um Ethan stayed home with the kids because I knew I was going to be out late and we went to Chinatown and to this karaoke bar and we were able to like get sushi and order drinks and sing songs and it was a really nice night out then the next day um we just kind of stayed home and the kids played in the in the pool and um like our little kiddie pool and also um, in the little splash pad I bought. And then on Monday, we went to my aunt's house and, um, grilled and my aunt has like an actual pool. And so like we got to get in the pool and like kind of hang out and chat. And here's the thing. I'm always going to say this. Now switching gears. So that was my weekend. And I do want to say Memorial Day is my friend post was was talking to me about this and she was like I think it's weird that we always have barbecues on Memorial Day like for many people Memorial Day is like the start of summer kind of like how Labor Day is the end of summer Memorial Day is the start of summer but really it's for those who have passed in uniform and so let 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 us you know take a moment and just acknowledge the fact that people have died fighting for our rights, fighting for our safety, um, you know, fighting for our country and other countries across the world. And so that's really what Memorial Day is about. And so if we're going to barbecue and stuff, like, let's celebrate those people who have passed in in duty. And for some people, that's going to hit a lot closer to home than other people, maybe whose families aren't in the military or friends and things like that. But, um, Anyway, so I, we were, I was at the pool and it gets time for my aunt to start taking pictures. Everyone, no one wants to be in the picture and oh my gosh, I look bad, all those things. And I, I always tell you my family, it like slightly triggers me. Um, and I think, I think every person who has a family has something where they will trigger you for, for me, it's body stuff. And I, 
have been on this weird journey that's a very conflicting journey to me. In fact, I'm going to go talk to my friend about it today um, to kind of like work through some of my my things. I think it's just good to do with friends who have understanding. Um, But I'm in this place where I would like to lose a good amount of weight, like, you know, 10, 20 pounds. Um, 10, 10 is like real, you know, 20 would be great, but you know, not by a specific deadline, except for by next year, which is like kind of far out, like by the time I go to Disney, cause I would look really good for my 30th, um, my 30 year old pictures when I turn 30. Um, I'm not trying to do it before summer vacation. That's in July. Maybe if I could get like five of the pounds or, you know, 10 of the pounds gone by July, that'd be great. Um, which I think is doable, actually. I could do 10, and that would be that would be a great start. But um, I'm also on this journey of, like, self-love regardless. And so for me, what's very conflicting, and this is, I don't know, maybe all you women have these problems, maybe not, let me know, because I need to know how women normally feel to know if I am normal or if I am abnormal or are we all just suffering, and it's just so confusing. But here's how I feel. So we all know. If you've listened to the podcast before, if you haven't, welcome. It gets real in here. Um, But we all know I have like a background with disordered eating and like very bad body image. And I think that I still struggle with it. But to the point where I'm like, I am aware that size doesn't matter, but I'm not happy with my size. Right. And also... I am frustrated that I'm not happy because if I love myself, I should accept myself at every stage and be okay with the way I look now. But also, I would feel a lot better in my head if I lost X amount of weight, this 20 pounds that I want to lose, Um, this 10 to 20, I don't know. I'm actually, it's like a weird fluctuating, I don't weigh myself, so I won't, I won't really know. Actually, I'll I'll just be like how I look and feel and how clothes fit is how I'm going to gauge it because I don't like to be on the scale, um, for my mental health. But, um, I realize that it's just a weird world we live in because obviously I know people who are bigger. Obviously I know people who are smaller, but the thing that that is hard when I'm around my family is it becomes about the food we eat. And so for me, as somebody who's going through this journey, I have to be careful with how I treat food in this process. And, um, I think a lot of times when we're on weight loss journeys or fitness journeys or whatever you want to call it, we start having good foods and bad foods, right? Or I will feel so bad if I eat this, or you know what? I can't eat that. And it can kind of be detrimental or you become obsessed with counting calories. Um, that was the thing like you could ask me any type of food, like any single food. And I could tell you how many calories and how much fat is in each food probably um, at one point. I probably still have a good guess. But um, and so I have really, really struggled with the fact that I want to lose weight, but I want to do it in the right way. But I want to do it right. Like if I could have this done in the next month or two, that would be great. Um, and so I, I, um, my goal is to keep getting to the gym, right. And to eat what I'm doing for, for, in terms of you're wondering what I'm doing is, 
And I think I've said it before, when I was pregnant with Elliot, I had gestational diabetes, which meant that I had to have control of my carbs. Now, the hard part about the gestational diabetes was like, you know, like if you go keto, you're pretty much cutting carbs um, and doing like a high fat diet. So your body burns that fat, whatever. Well, I had to have a certain amount of carbs, but it had to be like the right kinds and the right amounts. And even if it was the right amount, for instance, I needed to have like 40 grams of carbs at dinner. And so I could easily have like some pasta or a little bit of brown rice or like a little bit of pasta. I could have some some toast. I could do like some different things, right, for the carbs and, and then have my veggies and everything else, which is fine. But the hard part would be like, well, I can't go over. And then sometimes I would be under, but I wouldn't know what else to eat. Like I could eat, I don't know, like like, I need like four carbs to meet my goal. Like I wouldn't know what to do. And so that was kind of tricky and challenging. Okay, so I was like in this weird place. And now I'm in a position where I'm not... And I might, like, get a little more specific. I'm doing what I call, and what people call, dirty, lazy keto. So I'm doing mostly keto. Um, and um, really, really, really low-carb is what I call it. It's really low-carb more than it is keto, in my opinion. Um, it's important that, like, if, if, if a meal warrants it, that I, like, don't ever cut out a, a macronutrient, um but just know that it's going to be limited like with what you can eat and stuff like that. And so I'm kind of just trying to, and I've said this before, eat more vegetables, eat more grains, drink more water, eat more protein than carbs. And I think it'll work. And I'm also just be aware of like portion control too and things like that. Eat in a calorie deficit, eat calorically deficit. And I think it'll help. And then of course, move, move, move your body. And, um, so anyway, my biggest struggle for the past year, this at least, no, not, not even last year. I don't think I thought about this last year. I think I was thinking about things, other things. I don't remember. I'll have to go back to the podcast. But um, since the beginning, since the top of 2022 has been actually like after Disney, because at Disney, I didn't worry about my body. There are times I was insecure, but I was like, I'll be fine. And I think we all kind of have to get through this phase where, you accept who you are in the skin you're in, the way you look like, right? And it's okay to want to and like change certain things. And it's possible, but you need to give yourself grace and love where you are. And it's a very hard thing to do because it's super conflicting. It is so conflicting to say, I want to lose 20 pounds, but I love the skin I'm in. And I don't know... Because I feel like anyone who goes to the gym and is like, I'm really just doing this for my fitness. Perhaps you are doing that once you are at a comfortable body size, weight, whatever. But before then, you're, you're, don't lie to me. You are going to the gym to maintain the way you look or to, cha- to acquire the way you look. Now, I think that you can be going to the gym because you want to be healthy, right? Because you know you need to move your body because you want to live longer because it's a great stress relief, right? Because you enjoy going to the gym. But also, a good motivator is the way you look. And I feel like we're all vain and everyone's lying who says, I don't care about how, I don't go to the gym to look good. 
lives then why are you posting yourself at the gym looking good then why are you telling me how much weight you lost like and I don't want to become a person who um let's say I lose weight who's like brags about it or um I mean obviously I'm going to share with you guys this journey and what has worked and the maintenance of it because I think in life like weight fluctuates things fluctuate it would be great to get into the healthiest place I've been in my life and really create a healthy habit a healthy routine me going to the gym four times a week is good for my mental health I feel better after I've gotten out of the house and gone to the gym and I think especially in the winter when I don't go out the house as often it'll be very good for my mental health because my mental health gets real wonky in the winter in the summer I'm outside I'm at the park I'm in the backyard a lot um we're in the water a lot. I'm outside in the sunlight every day. And so those serotonin levels are really good. In the winter, not so much. But anyway, moving on from the gym, just wanted to say I feel super conflicted about my journey because obviously I'm excited and um, to create a new lifestyle and habit and to create better eating for myself so I can live long. But also I want to look good and I'm not going to lie about that. Um <sighs> So switching gears. And so things I'm so I want to switch gears into two things. One thing I want to say that I'm doing differently is in my nightly in my weekly routine, there is like a couple times a week, like maybe like once or twice a week, where at the end of the day I want to have a glass of wine and take a bubble bath. I'm eliminating the wine and exchanging it for lemon water. And the reason why is wine has a lot of sugar, but I also feel like um I mean, alcohol is just added calories, and I'm not a, I'm I'm not somebody who like is against like drinking. Like, if you're gonna have a drink, that's fine. Um, but I am aware that there is alcoholism in my family, and so just to be extra careful. And if you ask my husband, I'm very careful about this. I'll be like, every time I'm gonna have a glass of wine or like do something, or someone's coming over, I'm like, hey babe, I'm gonna get in the bath, but I'm pouring a glass of wine right now. Do you see it? This is my one glass of wine. Or hey babe, this is my other glass of wine. And I go upstairs. Okay, so I have my two. I'm I'm okay, right? And he'll be like, you're fine. Thank you for updating me but you're an adult. You don't need to tell me every time you drink, but it's an anxiety thing of like, let me keep myself in check. Um, just knowing that it runs in my family and just so that it can never become a problem. I'm very cautious of that. And so I just want to eliminate that wine and bubble bath, except for the weekends, I think are a good time to like decompress, to breathe. That's fine. Like have a glass and a bath or hanging out with friends. It's fine. But I just don't want to to be like, it's been a stressful day. I'm grabbing a glass and taking a bath. Cause like, you don't want that to be your stress relief. You want exercise or uh, honestly, exercise is the best stress relief exercise, a walk and a talk with God to best, um, time with your, your spouse is a good time. Um, so that's just something I'm doing differently. And then of course my lifestyle change and trying to get on top of my life in terms of how things roll. Um, but two things I wanted to talk about body after baby. So I was listening to another podcast and something it's a really old episode of this podcast, but something they were saying was like after birth, they had a, a postpartum, not kind of like a doula, but somebody come and like wrap their belly and then like help them breathe. And was talking about how every session they came to honor a different part of them. And, some advice the um 
specialist said, I'm going to call him a specialist, said like you, it takes you eight to nine months to have a baby, to create a baby. It's going to take you eight to nine months to heal, not to lose weight and be at the size you were beforehand, but to let your body heal. Not, it's a traumatic event. Not that it's like a trauma because, you know, having a baby is great, but it can be traumatic, like actually for some women. And it's like an atrocity the way birth is how the way birth looks in America sometimes. But, um, I forgot what I was saying. Um, but really you should honor this body that's carried your babies and give yourself grace in those early months, in those early times, because it's very, very hard to, to navigate postpartum, right? And you are exhausted. You have not slept. Um, you, you're healing and a lot of, I mean, I'll have doulas that say like, if you cannot go upstairs, up and down the stairs, don't stay downstairs for your pelvic floor, um, and all this other stuff. But I think that in society, we are so rushed through the postpartum parts of, of having a baby that it's like really in, for me consciously as someone who may have more children, not this year, y'all not in not next year but the following year I might be ready for not to welcome another baby I'm not sure yet um and I recognize there'll be a bit of an age gap but it's fine honestly age gaps don't really matter I think some people here's what I'll say I think that if you can have your kids close for instance it's a beautiful thing Mia and Elliot are two years and two months apart and they're close and it's really cute and it's really sweet because of course, we know when he was a baby, she was only like two, and so she was kind of a baby. Um, and then as she got, you know, she wanted to take care of him and to hold him and do all the cute things. And now he just wants to do everything she does. He just follows her around. And now they play together. Now he can't talk, but they still play. And so, like, as that relationship progresses, they'll play together. I, me and my brother, my um young my oldest youngest my oldest younger brother so I'm the oldest and then falls my brother we played and we were four years apart and we played and so and um honestly when it comes to having kids don't be like I can't have an age gap if you want a baby have a baby like if you can afford it do it but if you you know like if you're not sure don't I'm just saying like don't be afraid of an age gap um anyway but honor honoring yourself after birth and then also honoring like what life has thrown at you and 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 start kind of giving yourself grace in areas that you might not I think as women we put a lot of pressure on ourselves back to the weight thing right and also like how we look how we dress how we feel how our clean our house is how well we're doing at work how well behaved our kids are and some of that you can't control And also know there's a lot on your plate. And so something that I've had to kind of work through, uh, like since having kids, is that people I know, everyone I know is at different, very different stages of life. 
And it could be the same for you. Maybe your kids are older and so your life looks different. Maybe your kids are, maybe you don't have any kids yet. And so you're working on maybe creating a, a, a relationship with the partner that you have and moving towards a marriage and just trying to work through anything you need to work through before marriage. I 100% recommend that. I did premarital counseling. We did and also, my husband and I had a long engagement, mostly because we couldn't afford to get married yet. But, And then once we could, it was great. But um, we had a long engagement, and I got engaged in the middle of college. So I was like, well, we can't get married till after I graduate. So, And then we were like, well, let's get on our feet for a year, and then let's get married. And so we did all that, and that was all good stuff because um, we went through the hard times together. We lived in a little crappy very like dangerous area kind of townhouse with roaches like we went through that together and now we live in a very different house with you know not really any bug problems except for the shed and a big yard and you know like all the beautiful things like it's great to go through those things but um we compare ourselves to others without knowing their full life and story and like for instance for me I the past this past week have so we have a house cleaner come once a month sometimes twice a month and I am at the point where it's like with me going back to work twice a month is so needed even if I hired someone else and paid them less because we pay ours pretty well um I just need a little more help um and that's okay because I am still breastfeeding Elliot so that's a that's a thing now it's mostly for comfort and at night but still He's still sleeping in the bed with me. I'm at the point where I'm ready to put him in his own bed. Ethan is not at that point because Mia still likes for someone to sleep with her. And so like, okay, well, we got to get one kid down so we can get the next kid down and that kind of thing. Um, and so I, I don't know. I just feel like I am, you know, running the podcast running my YouTube, running my other podcasts, working full time. So the days I'm at home, I'm still working. I'm still like clocking in these hours. I'm still doing this work. And, um, some people abuse their work from home. I really don't. The only thing that is, I do have my kids at home. They're like, if you can put your kids in daycare, no, I'm at home. I'm not doing that. That's dumb. But they have to go to, Oh, I have to go to the office once a week. Now, if it becomes too much, Mia will be in school in the fall and I might put Elliot into a program, but not like a daycare and not even like an all day, every day, like maybe like a once or twice a week situation. Um, but yeah. And so I don't know. I feel like my plate is heavier than others. Not like saying everybody's plates, but I'm saying like the people I've been comparing myself to my family, whose kids are all grown, right. Who are 20 years older than I am. Of course, my life looks like this right now. And I feel like sometimes you're like, oh, I feel ashamed because, you know, my house isn't perfect. And it never is perfect. I am in the process of throwing a lot of stuff out, like I've said every episode. But there's a lot of stuff. It like takes weekends to do these things. Um, we cleaned out my closet one weekend. I need to do the front closet this weekend and then I'm going to start in on making Elliot's room really cute so that we can begin the process of having him nap in there because if he can like lay down and take a nap in there and just start taking his naps in there I think that's a start and so that kind of 
thing is the, the, the direction we're moving. And I would like to start doing that this summer where I have a little more time to lay him down for a nap. It's not like I have to, you know, flex out of work, go pick up Mia from school, come home, give them lunch. Like I'm at home most of the week. Mia's not in school. It's a great time to do it. So I'm going to bring that up to Ethan. But it's definitely, um, I don't know. It's, anyway, so like just respect you, who you are now. And like, like I'm saying with this journey I'm on, it's definitely not easy. Oh my God, it's so hard. But understanding you've had two babies, a full-time career, and and you have projects that you're passionate about that you want to do. And you've been putting your time into other things. Um, you've been putting time into some community things. So just respect where you're at. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is uh, asking for help. Here's where I struggle. I'm in a position right now in life where I could use more help. I could use an assistant, a nanny. Um, and I, I want this nanny to also like double as like a, like a housekeeper. And like, I could use somebody who would do this, who would feed my kids lunch, who would come over, give my kids breakfast, play with them, clean up after them, give my kids lunch, put them down for a nap and then leave because I can handle it from there. But I need like just that little bit of help would give me so much sanity. And I'm, I just don't have the time to look for somebody. And it's so frustrating. I really could use that in my life though. Um, so, oh my gosh. If you are in the DMV and you know somebody um, who could do that, that'd be great. And I'm, t- I'm thinking about even like a, a college student who's like part-time in college or a, another stay-at-home mom. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, guys. Hold on. So switching gears, um, of course, as always, I always say the same sayings, but maybe they're just like classic Britney sayings. Um, I saw a post from my friend and it said, stick to the plan. You knew it wouldn't be easy. And I feel like, you know, every episode I got to preach for a minute, so I'm going to preach. I feel like we all have these ideas and goals and dreams that we want to accomplish in life, right? Whether it be to to be uh, the top lawyer at your firm, whether it be to um, <clears throat> build a mommy brand, whether it be to, you know, lose a significant amount of weight. And what happens is when you first start out on the journey, you're hit with inspiration, right? So like um, this podcast, for instance, my YouTube, for instance, even my other podcast, <clears throat> so much inspiration, the book I'm writing, so excited to, to get this project started and to spend time creating. I love to create. Um, but then as you're progressing along the journey, whether it's, you know, your third week in the gym, whether it's you know, then the next the third month you've been podcasting or whatever the scenario is. Um, <clears throat> maybe you're working with a company and, you know, you've been trying to sell products and produce and things like that. <clears throat> My advice for those situations are that, like, if you can find this as a side note, because I don't want to go into MLMs because I don't want anyone to attack me because I feel like in the mom community, there's a lot of people who are in MLMs. In fact, let's pause I'll finish preaching and then we'll come back to this point. But whatever, you're on this journey, creating this project or 
you know, striving towards a specific goal, whether it be like for me, I um, used to have my hair chemically processed and then I let it grow out naturally. And so I would have to grow and cut, grow and cut, grow and cut to until my hair is healthy enough. Some people do the big chop. This is like a black thing, by the way, y'all. <laughs> For, or, or it, it, it mostly is, I'll say. But anyway, and so I didn't want to do a big chop. So I just had to like grow my hair out. This has been going on since 2017. Grow hair, cut. Grow hair, cut off the process part. Grow hair, cut off the process part. So I'm like in that kind of um, process. But whatever. You, you start going through and then you kind of get, you either hit a roadblock or you hit... Um, uh, um, a plateau where, you know, you've been making progress, making progress, making progress. This happens a lot in weight loss. And then all of a sudden you haven't lost a pound or you were losing like five pounds, five pounds, five pounds. Then it's like a pound this week. 0.5 pounds this week stayed the same for three weeks and you get kind of frustrated in the plateau or frust- frustrated when you're not like actively you can't see active progress the point is that when you started this journey you were excited and you had inspiration for this and I think a lot of our inspiration is divine I think um Something I've been really kind of honing into, and I have an interesting thing to tell you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, I'll process it here, though. Um, <clears throat> but I feel like like the dreams that you have are, are God. Dream, God gives you your gifts and talents, and he plants seeds within you. And I feel like, for instance, me kind of going through the body thing, like to start from having disordered eating to gaining weight after getting married and having babies to like wanting to get into better shape and eat healthier and change my lifestyle. I feel like it's all for a reason that I had to walk this walk. I'm mad about it. And a lot of times when I'm doing things in life, like I'm mad about it, but this was God's plan. Um, and I know like good is coming in the end, but anyway, so like whenever you are aspiring to do something, you're going to hit a plateau or, or fall back. Or even have something where like, you know, I took five steps forward, five steps back. And I feel like that's happened in my life a lot the past couple of years. I can see growth in some areas. And then I can see areas where it's like, I've already been through this. Like, why am I going through it again? Just know that whatever goal you had in mind, you... Um, you can attain it. Whatever dream you had, you can reach it. And this is going to sound bizarre. I might have said it last week. I don't have anyone helping me, so I don't remember. But I I think I did. I said that I have been watching the new series, The Kardashians. And if you know me, I am an, very intelligent. I am educated. I have a degree. I think I can speak decently. I um, can articulate ideas and I have interesting ways to contribute to my community. I'm doing very well at work, but my fatal flaw is I love a little reality trash TV. And because it's like you live vicariously through these people, like even Jersey Shore and all those other shows, I freaking love them. Why? Because I'm not going to go out and on this bender or do this crazy thing, but I can watch someone else do it. And I know maybe I shouldn't consume this content, but whatever. I'm a, I'm a human. Um, so I, um, 
<clears throat> was inspired because watching Kim Cat, for instance, she started off as Paris Hilton's assistant. I know you probably do not care. Some people passionately hate her. Some people passionately love her. I'll say I'm a fan. I'm not like throwing myself at Kim, but I think like her story is inspirational enough and her mom, Chris, is, is a genius. Um, and I hope to be a genius. But, you know, she starts off and then, you know, she goes through these periods where, like, things in her life she didn't want the public to know. Things in her life she didn't want the public to see. She got pregnant. She was huge. She hated the way she felt pregnant, but she had to be out there. And look at where she is now. Like, yes, she's getting divorced. And, yes, there's all this other stuff. But there's so much good. And just, like, even watching her story, I get so much. This is going to sound dumb. <laughs> and this is going to sound really dumb. But I'm going to tell you how I truly feel. I feel like sometimes... God will get your attention no matter where he's going to get your attention from. And I will say that I was watching different shows that people probably find relatively trashy <laughs> or and not just trashy, but I mean, yes. Um, and I see the the outcomes that happen later, like throughout the show's progress, if you watch reality TV or anything. And I see like the the way God works and I see the way life moves and I see things where I'm like, wow, at one point this person was here and they go through all of this and they get to here. And like, this is where they were supposed to be, but they had to walk through this whole journey and it was heartbreaking and that sucked. But look, now they're married to the love of their life. They have kids in a beautiful house instead of chasing that boy. Or look, man, this person started off and, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. But <clears throat> when I, anyway, the, the point is that if you have a goal, I think you can see it through. And in God's timing, it'll come through for you. I do believe there are big goals and big, 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 big dreams. Like big, big, big dreams that I have. But I think that if God gave me some of those dreams right now while my kids are little, it would be too much. I'm not even going to lie. I'm definitely in the, the working, creating phase. But if you were to look at my heart and look at like my how I feel on an emotional day-to-day -day basis, my kids are my world. And so the most time I can have with them is always going to come first. Now, once they're older, not saying that I won't want to spend a ton of time with them because I think I will still be very much up their butts, but they'll be in school for eight hours a day. That gives me time. That Those eight hours, five days a week gives me time. Although I'm really considering other school options. I said it before. And the reason being, I know I'm jumping all over the place now. Let me close my first point. If you have a goal, you can reach it even when things feel like you're not making any progress. That's part of the journey. Side note, I really would love for my kids to go to school for the social aspect, because I see how much it's needed on a level. And I'm not a huge fan of all homeschool scenarios because they can get a little too crunchy. Um, and if we're going to do a co-op, like who are these other parents? Like what are their beliefs? Like what are they going to be telling my kids compared to what you'll learn about me is I'm a pretty liberal person and parent, like actually very extremely left-leaning type of person and that's like nothing like if you're the other way cool do you be you I'm always going to support your right to feel the way you feel and to to vote the way you want to vote and to be whoever you want to be but in terms of like open communication with my kids in terms of them you know knowing about like, like I'm very I don't know free-flowing like a very open dialogue and something that's really important to me is that my kids get to know their culture and I get to explore my culture a little bit and get to travel and get to experience some things in life. And I think that they will, 
my struggle is, I let's say Elliot or Mia gets very good at sports, they could potentially get a sports scholarship if they go to school, right? And so my thought process is perhaps, you know, elementary school and middle school, we're homeschooled because that's going to give us the opportunity to travel. And so if my career shift works, like let's say this works out for me, then I will very much would like to be able to homeschool my kids in a sense or do a hybrid. If I could find a hybrid, that would be the absolute best because I want my kids to be able to, I want to say, hey, we're going to Thailand for a month and we go to Thailand. Hey, we're going to Italy for a month and we go to Italy and while we're there, yeah, we're going to live, like, we're going to live, but we are also going to, like, learn about cultures, like, what, let's go to the Dominican Republic and spend a month, well, I don't know if I'm going to be there for a month, but, like, two weeks, let's go, I just, the point is, I want to be able to travel with my kids as often and as much as possible, and so I'm really kind of, uh, having this idea that there's so much more in life and in the world than America. And there's nothing wrong. I mean, actually, there's a lot of things wrong (laughs) with every country. But America, we're actually really struggling right now, like gas prices. Let's look at the whole economy. Let's look at everything. It's a mess. Um, I want them to know that there's more to life. And I want them to meet people with different backgrounds, different experiences, different cultures, and do things like that. And I'm fully aware that in the summertime, I'll have those options and during like winter breaks and things. And if it falls that they end up going to school, you can bet that during the summer and things like that will travel. But I also love um, the summer to be for family. Um, So yeah, lots to say. Hold on. So I actually forgot what I was going to say, but oh, so, okay. Basically, if you have a goal, stick to it. Eventually you'll get there even when you feel like breaking. And remember, it's usually when you feel like quitting that a breakthrough happens. And so that's just a good reminder. Two, if you homeschool your kids, let me know. I need to talk. If you are a homeschooling mama and you have homeschooled your kids, like, for life, like, let's, I mean, like, if they are, like, in middle or high school or older, I'd love to talk because I have questions and um, specifically... Um, like college stuff, because my concern, I was homeschooled when I was young and I have friends that were homeschooled, but they, I mean, one went to college, one didn't. And so I wasn't sure like how that could affect, I mean, I'm sure you could get into college, but if you wanted like a sports scholarship or like honor scholarship, I'm just wondering if it does end up being better for that, like last four years, like in high school to be in school, so to speak. And so, and by then I think my kids will have lives to the point where, you know, in high school, you're just starting to drive. I would be interested in having my kids do some sort of hybrid situation in elementary and middle school. And then once they get to high school, maybe go to school. And I know that sounds like a shocker, but like, oh, how are you going to do this cool program and send them to school? They'll be fine. I, I, that's what I did. I was homeschooled and then I went to private school and then I went to public school and tell, I'm telling you, it was a shock, but I survived it and I'm tougher for it. I mean, it, it put me through the ringer, but anyway, I, I just would love to have conversations with homeschooling mamas, um, and things like that. 
I'm not at that point yet. Mia still has another year of preschool at her preschool that I love. And then when Elliot turns three, if we're in the area, I'd love to send him to the same preschool. I really love their preschool um, very much. It is like the cutest place. And I feel good there. I feel like my kids are safe and happy and stuff like that. But my one concern is lack of diversity and just want my kids to be exposed to more. And so that will kind of have to do with where we live. And so we'll kind of have to figure out where we want to go. And I think that's the biggest, the hardest thing with putting down roots is you want to live like, for me, it, what's hard is like, I we live, right now we live like kind of in the country. Um, it's like suburban, but there's lots of farm, like everyone has a farm, like there's lots of farmland. Um, and it's great. My husband grew up on a farm and I guess where he lived, his school was diverse though. So maybe I'll talk to him about growing up where he lived because I do love being able to like see nature and be out on the farm and be like away from city life I hate city traffic even like going to like a pretty well-developed area is kind of annoying to me just like the street traffic it's like oh why are there so many lights whereas like now it's pretty open I mean there's still lights and stuff but it's not it's just different and so it's hard because like, I feel like out here there's not, it's not as diverse as I would like it to be. And I have concerns with some of the, the way parents act out here, to be honest. Um, and I don't see it at the preschool level that we're at, but I see it at the high school level that my kids will eventually be at, um, if we stayed here and that's just kind of concerning. So it is definitely hard to kind of figure out where you want to live. And if it were up to me, we would live like 15 minutes from the beach. Like, why are we not closer to the water? And so, but then I get paranoid. Like, what if there's a tsunami? And I know that there's not really lots of tsunamis in the U.S., but like, I don't know. So that's hard. But switching back. So I was talking about MLMs. (laughs) I I did. I think I did an episode about this. Um, But what I was going to say, because I know people who have people make so much fun of these companies and I'm one of the people that make fun of these companies but I will say I think that it depends on a lot of circumstances I know people who do very well with MLMs like make great money um establish their like people and um are passionate about their product and it's just like the same for working for any other kind of corporation except for the flexibility of it's like any other commission-based job for the most part. Um, and so I'm not necessarily against them. I just don't, they're not for me. That's what I'll say. They're not really for me. And I know that a lot of moms do them because you have the freedom to kind of do it when you can. Um, and I just always felt like if I was going to promote brands, like let's say at some point, if you ever see me promote a brand one day, it's going to be a brand I like and I admire and not just something random. Like, you know, look at this flex watch. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Like, I'm not promoting that. But like, if it's like, you know, I really do. There are things I do use every day that if they were to want to me to sponsor, whatever, I would do 100%. Like HelloFresh, freaking love it. I could do that. Things like that. Um, but uh, here's what I'll say. Uh, what I think MLMs are good for is let's say you've kind of lost yourself in motherhood, which happens a lot. I think people don't talk about the fact that like for the first year or two years, you're really in mommy mode and you don't have a lot of time for friends and hobbies and husband. 
in housework. And so you can kind of get to the point where you're lost and you're not entirely sure um, who you are anymore. I know for me, it's like, I don't even know how to dress anymore. I don't know what my style is. At one point, I was super like business casual, like really pouring into my business kind of lifestyle since I was in the office. And I still have like a good amount of business outfits that I like to wear to work. Like I, I like work clothes. I think they look cute. But on my day-to-day life, that's not what I'm doing anymore. So like, what is my, I need my fashion to make sense, but I want to be cute. So like athleisure and like, you know, loungewear is really popping these days because most of us mamas live in leggings and biker shorts because we can go play at the playground or go to the gym. And like, that's why I love it. So I'm kind of trying to build like a sporty chic closet that allows me to um, go to the gym, like wear it to the gym so that if I ever have a minute, um, I don't have to like run and change. Or even if I do, it's like already nice and put together like a workout outfit and then boom, I can just go. But, um, anyway, moving on. So you kind of like lose yourself fashion wise. Like, what do I care about? What do I, what do I like to do? which is why I started this podcast and it gave me a lot of me back. But, um, so like sometimes like joining a makeup company or a fitness company or a tea making company or a wine company, like there's all these, whatever you are like, there's definitely a a MLM for you. Not telling everyone to go sign up for one. I'm just saying I can see that as part of the good. And again, I know women, full grown women, who make their living from these. And I know women who try really hard to and don't for whatever reason, because it's a seller's market. Like it's, it's all, it's like, well, it's a buyer's market, but I'm saying if, well, we're not talking about real estate, but I'm talking about selling when you're, when we're talking about selling a product, like you need to have enough people who want this product and you have to have the right market and all this other stuff. And so it does kind of, it can get toxic. I've seen people who are, who've been in places where it's toxic. And then I've also seen like a really good sisterhood and like friendship form and things like that. And so just like with anything that you join, tread lightly, be careful and protect your space and energy. And that's all I have to say. Like if it works out for you, great. I'm really glad I want, like we want everyone to win in life. Um, because we're millennials and we all got participation trophies. So yeah, I want everyone to win, but, um, just, yeah, tread lightly. That's what I was going to say about MLMs. So I think this is a great place to end the episode. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and next week I want to take some time to get really raw and unfiltered about just some things I've been realizing, thinking about, struggling with um, in my marriage, and then also personally. Not that my marriage is failing, guys. Don't, like, start panicking. No, my marriage is doing great, but I realize there's areas where I can improve, and sometimes it's hard to look at yourself. But So we'll deal with that next week. Before I go, I do want to say that we made it to 22,000 downloads, and I know that if you're, like, a true person of the media, you know, 22,000 downloads isn't anything. Like people have a million followers. They have a million downloads on one episode. But for me, who has like a small followership, um, not really anyone, I'm not an influencer. I'm like just a regular mom, just 
meeting with you guys heart to heart every week. It means a lot to my loyal listeners that you listen every week and you are seen, you are heard. If you're a mama, I feel your pain and I see your struggle. And I know that life isn't always easy, but you are freaking doing it. And to any human, I'm proud of you for existing in this world that is so broken um, and so hard to thrive in. But I do just want to say thank you that in the year of 22, the year of 22, it's 2022 and I have 22,000 downloads. That means something really, really big for me. And so just look for some fun new content. Can't wait to share it with you. Working overdrive to get it done. Remember, there's no production team. There's no editing team. I am a one woman show. There's no sponsorships. This is not paid. This is heart to heart, real life, just me and you. And I I love that for us. And so um, look out for some good stuff. Make sure you are following me on in the podcast specifically. Following the podcast on Instagram at Christian Mama Uncensored. There you will be able to see updates about like life and also just the podcast. Um, lots of fun stuff coming out soon. And then also follow me if you're inclined. No one's forcing you to do anything, but follow me on YouTube at Book It With Brit. Book it with Brit just like that. Same on Instagram, book it with Brit, two T's. And there you're going to get good content about travel, traveling with kids, and specifically Disney, Disney World on the East Coast, not necessarily Disneyland. A lot applies for both parks. I'll say that. But there are just like minor differences between the parks. But if you want to go to Disney at all this summer, just know that book it with Brit. That's a great place. Or even just like in the next year, it's a great place to get tips about saving money for Disney, figuring out where to stay with Disney. How do you, how does the ticket system work? What parks do you want to go to? What are you interested in? And just planning um, some really cute content is going to be coming out on those pages, including cute maps, favorite places to get food, ways to do Disney on a budget and still feel like you're having a magical time and so much more. So that's something that I'm actually kind of passionate about. Um, I say kind of I'm really passionate about it. And then also on the YouTube, there's going to be a lot about travel and specifically Disney World. But there's also going to be lifestyle stuff like how do I park, pack my car for a road trip? What stuff do you need to bring if you have kids? I have toddler. Oh, I have a toddler and a four-year-old. So it's like <clears throat> baby stuff. We still have diapers. He's not body trained. We still need the stroller. We still need a lot of the baby gear. So what are we doing in that aspect? I'll share that on the YouTube. But anyway, lots of blabbing. <laughs> I just want to thank you guys again and hope you guys are safe and well. And then join me next week for more raw, real, and unfiltered content. I love you all. Peace. <laughs>